Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of What in the Wellness. As always, I love to hear your feedback, suggestions for new topics, questions that you would like answered, maybe even a guest that you would like to have on, or maybe you'd like to be the guest yourself. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to reach me by email or message. Uh, You guys know where to do that. Now, let's get started for today's episode. Three, two, one. Hi, welcome back to What in the Wellness. I'm Ansley Knock, your host, and this is a global perspective on integrative health. Today, I am already laughing and having such a great time because of our pre-discussion, which you have not gotten to hear, but you're going to hear a lot more of as we continue with the very fantastic and very funny Ren Jones of Fitness Jones Training. He is a certified trainer, nutrition coach, and corrective exercise specialist who focuses on coaching moms over 30. After losing his brother, sister and mother to lifestyle related health issues he left the corporate world to start his own health and fitness business and found his passion in helping clients all over the world through online coaching um that's one of the most modest bios i think i've ever heard he's actually done a whole lot more than that he is one of the most respected trainers i think of in my entire coaching circle that of influence that i'm in around and he also is on a podcast himself, which he'll mention, I'm sure, in a little bit and tell you guys where to find that. Um, Ren, I'm so excited to have you. I can't stop smiling and laughing. Um, tell us more about yourself. Yeah, first first of all, Ansley, thanks so, thanks so much for having me on the podcast, man. It's super awesome. Um, you got, I'm going to, I spill the tea all the time. I'm a tea spiller. I like to put people <laughs> on the spot. You know, so when Ansley asked me to do the podcast, she was like, low-key nervous, like, like I'm like I'm somebody. I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm just I'm just another coach on the internet that you know. Uh, but she was so she was so very nice about uh, about uh, involving me in her podcast, and I I really appreciate that. And thank you for calling my bio modest. Heck, I don't know what to say, man. Like I'm I'm like you. We we had a conversation before we started the podcast. Like I don't really like talking about myself that much. I think I think I think it's sort of the nature of a coach, right? Like. We're, we're always so sort of fixated on the other person. You, you want to help people. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I actually have a complete bio anywhere, maybe on my website. Uh, but, it, but in any case, um, yeah. So basically what you read from the, from the, um, from the bio that I sent was, is true. You know, I, I, um, I got into this business, the business side of this because through family loss and there's sort of a, it's sort of a pattern for, for most coaches, like most people who are trainers, they either fall in the, under the umbrella of they were ex-athletes. Uh, I'm a band geek, so I wasn't that. Uh, they fall in under the uh, umbrella of they had like a transformation themselves, like some coach helped them through something. I never had a transformation. Uh, or, or typically it's something that's revolving around like some type of like life interruption slash tragedy, like that hero's journey sort of thing. Something shifted, you know, uh, you know, your, your aunt and uncle got killed by stormtroopers, you know, and Obi-Wan Kenobi was the only person that you knew on the planet. So you just go into adventure with him and two droids and learn the ways before. So that's sort of, that's sort of what happened to me, you know, the tragic shift of life circumstances. Um, but I love this business, man. And I love other coaches. Like the best thing about this business is all the awesome other coaches you get to network with. Uh, and I can't remember what you just said 
for me to talk about it. So that was it. That was to... it. You did good. Yeah. Okay, sweet, sweet. Nailed it. That was it. perfect. Um, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny that you bring that up because I just did an interview um, recording that'll be in, that'll be put out in December um, uh -huh. and with Paul. And okay. he, um, he and I were talking about the fact that like, we don't necessarily have that, that one or the other kind of journey to becoming a coach. Like, oh, I was an athlete right. or, you know, I have a huge like transformation story. Necessarily. Right. Um, I do have a transformation story, but it was, it's kind of like embedded within what actually like all the life events that brought me to this point. So like the life right. events are kind of more of like the highlight of, okay, this is, this is the bulk of how I became who I am. And mm -hmm. the transformation is woven within that. So it's not a right. singular event um that happened and so we were both like okay well it's kind of weird because people are like how did you become a coach why did you become a coach and you're like it's not that cool um it's just right. kind of something that i ended up falling into or like pursuing because of this um and i think that's kind of that expectation is people just think it's yeah. they just kind of assume at the beginning that you have some sort of dramatic story that right. involves just you and it's it's oftentimes not just you it's involving other people um you said your brother your sister and your mother like yes that's a lot of really close family to lose I, I gotta i gotta tell you ansley you know it's it's been it's been challenging to work through that so and and it requires such a shift of perspective um you know and uh i, I hate to come on somebody's podcast and like be a downer but i think uh i think it I think bringing awareness to these types of things helps you understand two things. Number one, when you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. Like people, people say, I'm too busy to do this. I'm too busy to do that. The reality is like everything that you want to do springs out of your ability to do it. Like it seems stupidly, you know, basic to think of, but I mean, like you laying in a hospital bed, you can't go to work, you know, you, you know, so many things you can't get accomplished. Uh, unfortunately, I lost my baby sister February of this year uh, to more lifestyle related issues. So I've, I've lost three siblings in the course of my life and, and, and my mother, um, you know, and there, there's a couple of takeaways from, from, that, from that experience for me. Number one is in my brother's case, it was sudden. Uh, in my sister's case, sudden, both sisters sudden. Um, in my mom's case, it was extended illness. When I was in college, she had a stroke, high blood pressure. She wasn't an overweight or obese person, but worried a lot, didn't dedicate time to her, her overall wellness. Mm -hmm. um, worried a lot about my older sister, who was an addict at the time, and sort of led to the, uh, led to the stress that my mother felt. She smoked like a train. I remember my mother smoking all of my life. Um, from, from, from what I understand, she even smoked when, I, when she was carrying me. Um, and my mother was an, a registered nurse. You know, she's a head RN. This is a medical professional for 30 years of her life. Um, you know, the fact that she smoked while I was in the womb explains a lot about my behavior. Uh, but uh, people are like, oh, I get it now. But, you know, in the case of my mom, I remember being there when she was, you know, in the last days, weeks, minutes of her life. And I remember thinking very vividly that my mom has done everything that she's ever going to do at this point. Like anything that, she, whatever vacation she wanted to take, the trip to Italy she talked about, 
you know, the this to that, you know, and and we put things on the back burner of our lives for too long a period of time under the under the erroneous assumption that we got time to do it. And man, I just because of those life experiences, Ansley, I just don't operate that way. It's number one. Number two, I make sure that I am as good a human to other humans as I can possibly be. Like when it's my time to go, whenever that time is, I don't know when it's going to be. I hope it's not soon. Um, but I guarantee you the last story that anybody will tell about me will be a positive one. You know, when people say, oh, what, what was it? You remember the last time you saw him? Yeah, man, he had me cracking up on my own podcast. You remember the last time I saw him? Yeah, he took time to do a video reply to a question that I had. I don't even really know him personally, but he was so kind and compassionate when he, when he, when he answered that question. Yeah, yeah. He he bumped into my car with his car. He left me a note and apologized and his number and his insurance number and all that stuff and made sure he took responsibility. Like, these are the kind of last stories that people are going to have for, for, for me, about me. And I think that the, the challenge in losing family members, obviously, that you lose them. Newsflash, everybody's going to lose their family members. You are literally renting everyone on this planet that you love, and they got a return date that you can't see. I'm old enough to remember Blockbuster. I'm, that's old people talk. I'm dating myself now. But there's a return date that you can't see. You know, that's number one. And, and, and sort of like number two, um, just don't waste your time being a dick. <laughs> I, hope I, can say, I hope I can say dick on you your can. podcast. You can say whatever you okay. want. <laughs> Leave it out, because I've said dick several times now. This is the fourth <laughs> time I've said dick. Uh, so just don't be a dick, and I think that's the fifth time. But, you know, so that gives you perspective. You know, the, the, the challenge in that is that you lose people. The gift in it is that if you allow yourself, you get perspective for the limited time that you have in this lifetime and the ability and your, your desire to just be a better human. Like, just, mm. just be good to people. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't even remember what we were talking about, but that, that sounded like something I should have said. Uh, so I hope that's well hope that's mostly helpful. I heard don't be a dick which I think is really good advice and super important should definitely go on a shirt for sure right you're right it's it's not that hard it's not that hard to not be a total I won't say it again uh, but <laughs> no we gotta count now we gotta but, count. You, but you get to count five is enough five is a nice even number for me <laughs> I generally like to stick with numbers that I can count on fingers or toes it's okay. so helpful for me when I'm doing math okay. if I go to the next number I don't want to start on another hand yet because uh, I, I don't want to get that hand for a different word. Okay. We could get to a high count. And if I run out of toes, I'm just going to have to bail on the podcast. Um, so, so, but that's, <laughs> sort of, that's sort of what I'm getting at. You know, does that make sense? <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, wow. Okay. So something you just, there's so many things there, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the one, the first one that popped in my head, um, which is the whole purpose of, of, like we'll call it, I guess, fitness or health. I, I like to say right. with like wellness and health because I think fitness has kind of been like, um, in a lot of ways, people think of it in a very, very tiny, tiny box. Yes. Um, and I think there's so much more to it than that. But um, so fitness, health, wellness, slash, slash, slash. Um, right, right. The, the, the whole thing, that the whole purpose of it isn't necessarily for most people, the point of it. Like, to be a fit person is not actually the goal of just right. being fit. like, what is the purpose of being a fit person? What is the purpose of health? And you were talking about that. The purpose of it is to be 
a better human, to have a better life, to be better yes. to other people and to yourself and to be able to do the things that you want to do. Like the whole purpose of all of this is to have a better life, um, right. which is meaning so much more than even just like, I think weight loss comes up a lot in these discussions and it's like, what's even the purpose of weight loss? Like, why would we do that? Um, right. What's even worth doing with all these things? Cause you're telling me, like we talked actually before about how, um, before I started recording, I was saying, well, there's always this next thing I need to do. And you're like, well, you're, you realize at some point that you never actually get there. Right. It's like you're never actually done. Um, and you're not, you're, there's always going to be a next thing. So you have to be able to enjoy the present and, and be present. And I think the same thing happens when you start talking about like longevity and health and fitness, because when you, it just becomes part of our lives. And so we don't think of it that way anymore, but when you're, you're, bringing this as a subject to somebody and they're like okay but when does it end and you're like oh it doesn't end right like you you're always doing this for as long as you're living if you if this is something that you're pursuing as, a, as your as your goal as your lifestyle um 100 there's so many things i want to ask about that but so i'm not going to necessarily reveal your age if you want to you can go ahead <laughs> yeah, um, okay. yeah okay yeah okay I'm I'm a I'm a boyish forty six years Boy, old. Yeah, you don't look. If you guys are listening to the audio, he does not look forty six. Whatever that's supposed to look like, he doesn't right. look like that. Um, so boyish forty six is a very good uh, description. But <laughs> you've been doing this now for for a hot minute. Um, yeah. How yeah, does yeah. it? How did you come to the conclusion for yourself? And then how do you help translate that to clients? That it's not there is no start and end date for like the health journey. Oh yeah, man. What a great question. That's such a good question. So quick backstory. I started exercising when I was 16 um, and I've been doing it for 30 years straight. I'm 46 now. I'll be 47 in April of next year. And, uh, and as a band geek, you know, my boys were football players, you know, so after band practice, you know, I, I hey, where you guys go after football practice? I couldn't find you guys. I went to the weight room. I'm like, what's, what's the weight room? Uh, it's where we go exercise. You lift weights in there. I was like, oh, so it's, a, it's for football players only. And now anybody can go. So he, off I go at 16 with my boys who were like star football players. And, and when I say band geek, I say it with a caveat that my band was really, really cool. And I marched in a cool band in college too. I went to North Carolina A&T State University. If anybody's ever seen the movie Drumline, it's based off of my college that I went to. So that's the type what? of college... Yeah, that's the type of yeah. They were Atlanta A and T in the um in the in the movie, uh, but I went to North Carolina A and T. There's only one A and T school in all of sort of historic historically black colleges and universities, HBCUs. Um, so my band was cool, first of all. So I was very popular in high school. Let's let's establish that. I, yes, I'm a music <laughs> geek, uh, but maybe not to the extent you may be thinking. But in any case. So I went to lift weights with them, and of course they, as sixteen year old boys did in the late. 80s early 90s you know he gave me a bunch of crappy information <laughs> like you know <laughs> miles and miles of bro science so i started realizing that some of the stuff that they were saying didn't make sense so i, I started subscribing to the books like men's fitness muscle and fitness uh, i will read uh, muscle and fitness women oxygen you name it so i started accumulating information from experts because i was reading the articles and I would go into the weight room and the football players would say, oh, you got to do this. And I'm like, no, that's not the way that you do that. And it doesn't work the most you think it works. So I sort of became known for the person who knew about fitness all through my life. So I was that guy in college, people that asked fitness questions. 
I was that guy at the job that people would ask fitness questions. It was like that forever. But flipping back to your question about sort of being present in the moment versus, you know, trying to reach, reach something and then finding that and realizing that you have to reach something else that, you know, how I sort of discovered that it never ends is I switched my, I switched my, my thought process from goal to intention. And this is the way I coach my clients too. Um, because a lot of times we get fixated on goals. Goals are good. Don't get me wrong. Ansley, you're a coach. You, you know all about it. We want a goal set. Here's the difference though. A goal is set on a specific arrival point, a specific destination. Um, and so what happens is up until the time that you arrive at that, you're absolutely fixated on it. You're, you're fixated on it. We've had this experience with our clients. You know, I'm just not at the weight that I want to be at. I'm just not at the whatever the thing is. Um, so goals don't really allow you to enjoy the journey that much as opposed to an intention. So what I try to do with my clients now is set intentions. So if you look at it in a very real world practical sense, a goal would be to have a wedding and get married. You know, an intention would be to be a loving, supportive spouse. So if you look at the differentiation between those two things, until the goal happens, typically one of the two people is going to freak out. I, I don't want to be sort of, um, you know, I don't want to put people in buckets, but typically as, as a person who's a musician and sang in several weddings, uh, I used to sing in a lot of weddings back in the day. Uh, typically the bride freaks out all the way up until the, uh, all the way up until the, the, the wedding happens. Right. Um, it's fixated on this. Do we have the flowers? Do we have the caterer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if the, if it's based on that goal of having the wedding, Sometimes at 46, I can say this, after the fact, there's not a lot of marriage left. <laughs> mm -hmm. after, after the wedding happens, you know, the marriage doesn't go as, as planned for an extended period of time. I got a lot of the divorced friends being in my mid to late 40s. Uh, intention, however, if the intention is to be a loving, supporting spouse, we way up to the wedding, through the wedding, after the wedding, forever, you know, when they, when they blow a tire on a Wednesday that it's rainy and you told your husband, I told you to change those tires, James, and you procrastinated on it. Where are you? I'm coming to get you. Like that's intention. If your goal was to get married or goal to have a wedding, you're like, call, you better call AAA uh, because you, you, you could care less. So by being fixated on the intention of being a healthy person who values their health, their body and their mental wellness, you can do that every day. Even if you haven't gotten to the 15 pounds, day one, you can fulfill that. Conversely, if the goal is 15 pounds, well, you can't do that day one. So you get fixated on it. When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? The are we there yet mentality, right? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? As opposed to, hey kids, we're gonna get in the car and sing songs. We're gonna have a great ride. We got some DVDs for you guys to watch on the headset. We got some snacks. It's gonna be a great road trip. The kids no longer ask, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? So part of shifting my mentality from the mindset of, I got to get this thing done and get to this thing is um, as a coach for me is, you know, I get another day to really, really serve the people that, that hired me to help them. You know, I can interact with a lot of people today. I can make a lot of people laugh today. You know, I can, I can give people an inspirational message today. Having that intention takes away from me being fixated on, I need to get five more clients. You know, 
and I'm going to be pissed off until I get all five. And if I get four, I'm going to be even more pissed off about the fact that I was one short. Like, that's how humans get caught up in the fallacy of destination happiness, right? Mm. Um, as, as opposed to um, sort of being able to embrace and enjoy the journey. So that was a long way to say um, that's how, <laughs> that's how I sort of uh, switched my mindset to being present as opposed to chasing, you know, otherwise I'm, I'm a, I'm a box, you know, I'm, I'm a dog chasing cars, right? You never catch one. <laughs> and the time you spend barking and running behind them, you know, you could be peeing on somebody. <laughs> so many better options there. Yeah, so, so many other fun things you could do. <laughs> Poop on a doorstep, perhaps, you know, bite of somebody. Like there's so many other fun things you can do other than chasing those cards. Uh, that's, that's, that's my thought anyway, you know, <laughs> uh, that's going to be the, the quote there. It's going to be like, Ren would rather pee on somebody than chase cars. Basically, <laughs> basically. I want that on my tombstone, actually. <laughs> Put that in the obituary. <laughs> I'll, I'll make a note of it to leave somewhere. Yeah, th like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'll leave you my emergency contacts later so you can ship that over to them. Should, thank you. Should you hear of my untimely demise. Yeah, it would um, have to be untimely because I expect you yeah, to live right. to like 104 or something I'm crazy. Easily 100. Easily, right? Easily. I know. Uh, in fact, that's something my, my husband is like really upset about because I told him it was in the contract when we got married that I was going to go first. <laughs> um, and he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I have to go first. And I was like, you can go the second after, but I'm going first. And he's like, right. well, how long do you want to live? I'm like, oh, I'm going past 100 for sure. Right. right. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so eat this, eat this asparagus. <laughs> like, you should have checked the contract better because it's just... <laughs> Yeah. Also, we're running after dinner, sweetie. Um, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a fortunate, what a, he married up. And so that's all I got to say. The, the man married well. <laughs> Good job, sir. Yes, you, you did great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you across that 100, 100 year finish line. We're going together. Here we right. go. Um, Absolutely. Part of this is actually his fault because he's the one that got me involved in my first Tough Mutter, which led me to Oh, really? Everything. So it was. So your husband, your hubby was sort of the gateway to fitness for you. A little bit. Yeah, I was already kind of, um, actually, this is really good. This will, this will take us to the other question I wanted to ask you. Um, Sweet. So transitionally speaking, without going too much into my backstory, because um, most people in my, in my life have kind of heard at least pieces mm -hmm. of it. Um, but your wedding destination intention, all of that's super important because um, this is actually my second marriage. Um, mm. Left my first one. It was abusive. Um, oh, and so that's, that transitioned me into actually um, fitness helped save me. Um, because that's what I did after I got, I was always interested. I've known I wanted to do this as a job since I was 12. Um, but I didn't really know what that would look like. And so as mm -hmm. I moved through life and moved through those experiences, um, I found the gym um, after. So I would go work and I'd go right across the street to the Y and I would do all of the things. I became obsessed. I was like, this is amazing. The endorphin high was real. Um, right. So started talking to trainers there. I thought it'd be like the coolest thing ever. And then started remembering my childhood, like dream, you know, of being in like fitness and nutrition coaching and mm -hmm. it, coaching didn't really exist then. So it was like, it was like personal training or something. Right. Um, right. So, I mean, I guess it existed, but not to the extent that it does now. Um, so I started working out like all the time, but I was doing a lot of like, 
I was trying everything. I was like going to the smorgasbord of the Y and I was doing yoga right. and I was doing Zumba and I was doing lifting and I was doing the running. I was doing all the things, trying it all. Um, and then when we got together, he was like, Hey, I want to do a Tough Mudder. Um, I think you should do it with me. And I was just like, are you insane? Um, <laughs> but we weren't quite engaged yet. And I really wanted to like show him that I was a badass. And so right. I was like, I agreed to do it. And I started training and I was just like, Oh my God. And that changed everything because I realized that although I needed to be able to run a distance because you do have to either walk or run between obstacles and have that conditioning. Right. Um, I had to start building strength because I needed to be able to do things like push myself up over walls and pull and have grip right. strength and do these things. Changed my entire focus on why was I doing what I was doing? Cause before I just, I just wanted to work out move my body, get endorphins, like, you know, stay kind of fit. Cause that's just kind of something I thought I should do, but I wasn't, you know, right. I didn't really have an intention. Um, right. and so that was, that became my first time that I had something that was both a goal because we had a, a tough mutter we were going to go do, we'd signed up right. for it, but also the intention of like, what is my purpose of doing this? And what is my purpose of training? Cause I trained for months before we got to the tough mutter, um, and survived that had, uh, hypothermia they actually um low level they started putting us in a blanket because we were so cold <laughs> and in the ice um but then after that we immediately we got into the bus and like shivering to death and we're looking at each other and we're like we have to do it again <laughs> like, right, right. insanity was born that moment right. um, and that just that shifted everything for me because i started to see what fitness could look like what training could look like um, what goals could look like, what intentions could look like. And that, that just launched me into a whole different, and then I got super involved in like circuit training and hit. And like, that was a really big thing for a while was functional training. Um, right. that was right. air uh, because functional training's good, but it did kind of get like this big hype for a little bit, a big push. Yeah, um, yeah it did. And I just kind of rode that into all the way to now. And now I've gone through all kinds of things and met all kinds of people and trained all different types of ways. And, um, so yeah, so intentions and goals, that's, that's kind of been, I've, I've bounced between the two for a while and I'm like, Oh, it's not wrong to have a goal, but no. intention is much more powerful. And the intention helps create the goal versus trying to have set the goal first oh, 100%. and everything into it. Um, and that was, that's again, like you said, you coach your clients the same way. I've kind of ended up there also with the intentions. I do feel like this has been, I hope everyone else is benefiting because I feel like I've just had like some sort of like chat with a mentor who's like, Hey, you gotta be remain present, you know, in life. And not, and I'm like, mm, you're right. You're right. Wise words. I'm going to go write these down, you know, in my, in my journal. Um, so coaches, coaches go on coach, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just what we do. <laughs> like we always, we always end up coaching each other in some, in some manner. Right. You know, and, and, you know, and because I coach coaches, as a, as a function of my job also it just it just sort of slips out <laughs> <laughs> like i can't help it i just i can't help it i can't it just, help it just comes out um wow okay so oh, man so many things um i'm thinking this is this one's probably going to air sometime in january so there's going to uh -huh. be a lot of that new year new me stuff um yeah. which always <laughs> i have a lot of very very strong feelings about new year's resolutions Right. Um, versus like intentions as right. we have been talking about. Um, but also probably more than that, I think I get this really big, almost like a 
like a red hot flare that happens because I start to see it's already started when we're recording this. We're past Halloween. We're getting into Thanksgiving as we're mm-hmm. this, and I've already seen it come out with a vengeance, which is the ultimate. I feel like fitness, Instagram, whatever BS that starts to come out because it's like yeah. here it comes, and you're like running away. You're like, no, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Um, and it, there it is. It's just everywhere, and everything from trying to burn off you know halloween candy how many burpees yeah. do for the reese's to the 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 cleansing the detoxing the all the things that you have to do now to get ready to like prepare your gut i guess for the onslaught of thanksgiving <laughs> um you know god forbid you have a christmas cookie because that's right. the end of everything now you're right. addicted to sugar um right. it's just <laughs> it's all coming um and it's one of your favorite topics is to like and things to do is to spill the tea and to dispel the fitness BS. So I'm just going to let you take it for a second. Like we're in this season, we're moving into new years. What, what do you, what's something you really want to make sure that you're like, Hey, you got to know the truth. I'm going to drop some truth bombs. Yeah. So I tell you what, I'll, I'll start here. First of all, it was a great question. Um, I'll, I'll start here. Speed compromises everything right? Except a contest for speed. So, so unless you're literally in some type of contest for which speed is rewarded, speed is usually going to compromise things. And, and, by, and by compromise, I mean, it's going to F it up, right? Like you take any change process that a human can undergo, uh, education, um, you know, uh, relationships, um, uh, let's see, um, leadership and, and definitely health and wellness, weight loss, you know, strength gain, you know, increased balance, increased cardiovascular endurance, any of it, you add speed as a requirement for solidifying those change processes and you compromise everything. Try to speed through your education. You end up with a certification, but not necessarily knowledgeable, you know, try to speed through building a relationship, you probably end up forcing something that compromises the relationship at the end of it um, or causes it to be the end of it. You know, you you try to compromise your, your wellness, your health and wellness. And I mean, try to try to make your health and wellness happen faster and it's probably going to compromise it. You know, try to speed up growing a plant by overwatering it, setting it out in the hot sun, uh, you know, in, uh, with the understanding that it's going to grow faster now you're going to kill it. You know, the, the example I always use is baking a cake because I love cake. And and to your point about the holiday madness and the, uh, the incessant bullshit of telling people how much exercise they need to do to burn off a food item, which is the dumbest thing that I've ever seen across the board in the wellness industry. Um, you know, I believe in in a world where cake and squats coexist. Uh, because that's a real world for my clients. I don't train people who are competitors. They're not going to get on stage for a pose down. They are not contracted muscle and fitness, you know, cover models. You know, I coach regular people who want to be healthier. So if, say if you're baking a cake, and I don't, this isn't a precise recipe, so don't, don't at me, Pinterest followers. Uh, <laughs> you know, say you're going to bake the cake at 350 for an hour, right? And you say, you know what? Ooh, I want a cake faster than that. I want to take an hour to bake it. I want to, I want to cake in 30 minutes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bake it at 700 degrees 
and it'll bake in half the time. It'll bake in 30 minutes. Mathematically, what you're saying makes sense. In the physical universe, it doesn't work that way. You put, you know, if you happen to have a kiln, you know, you're the only person with sort of a cave, you know, brick oven in your home that reaches a thousand degrees. You know, maybe you do a little glass blowing on the weekends. I don't know. <laughs> murder people and get rid of evidence. Uh, but I if love you, this if, backstory. Like if you want to murder people and yeah, make cake. <laughs> yeah. In any case, you know, so if you had a, if you had some type of heating device that could reach 700 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, you put cake batter in there. You don't get a cake in half the time. You get scarred batter. Uh, that's what you get for trying to compromise the process by inserting speed into it. So when you see things like a detox, uh, when you see things like, I saw some crazy thing, um, they wrapped the lady up like a burrito, put some cream on her. This lady was a whole taco by the time the thing, by the time the end of the thing happened. You know, they didn't microwave or anything, but she sat in the, you know, burrito form or whatever. Uh, I'm not as familiar with Southwestern uh, dishes. I don't, it's not my favorite type, but it looked burrito-ish to me. Maybe tamale, I don't, I don't know. Um, but they wrapped her up and it's, oh, it's accelerate your fat loss. There's no such thing as accelerating these things. Like if you hear the word easy, you hear the word fast, you hear the words no exercise required, that phrase, um, just know that you're signing up for some total bullshit that's going to waste your money, waste your time eventually, and probably compromise your health. Um, you have to some. You know, the only way that you can, the only way that you can maintain whatever result you get is, is to have gone through the process, right? The joy of it is the process. You know, you can get dropped off by helicopter at the top of a mountain. You're going to learn some harsh lessons when you try to get down from it. Sure, you got dropped off at the summit. It was faster than climbing it. But all the skills you need to get back down, you would have learned on your way up. That's just the way this works. It's the way fitness and health works. You know, the reason people lose their lottery money is because they never learned how to budget their money. They never learned how to save a little bit, how to budget some of it, how to tithe it. If you're into church and tithing and things like that, I'm in the South, so I'm in the Bible belt. Uh, so they, they do that here. Um, or donate it. If you're not a tither to a church, donate a percentage of your money every time you, you make some money. Um, you never learn to do that. You know, if you spend up $100 like it's nothing, You'll spend a hundred million like it's nothing. Cause guess what? There's stuff that costs enough money to spend up a hundred million dollars. You always think, Oh, if I had that much money, I wouldn't, Oh, I, no way I'd waste it. Like I waste this hundred dollars. The the $10 items that you're spending money on that burn up your hundred dollars. Guess what? There are $10 million items that are cool and you'll burn up a hundred million. Uh, so when you don't go through the process involved in something, you, you lack the skill set to maintain a result. So sure, drink your detox tea, you know, if you want to. Come February, when, you've, when you still haven't learned how to eat for your goals, you know, and the detox tea wears off, you're, 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 through, you're through shitting your britches. <laughs> you've ridden the tidy bowl highway <laughs> and got off the on-ramp uh, and on the off-ramp, uh, backwards in both cases. Like, you're just going to go right back to where you are. You know, if, I, if you get wrapped like a burrito, but you never learn to exercise, you know, eventually you're going to run out of pesto sauce <laughs> uh, and it won't matter. You know, you've got no taco season. You're going to run out and you're going to go back to what you, what you were doing. You know, if, if you, if you rub some magic cream on your tummy, uh, which probably doesn't work in the first case, you run out of the cream and 
you're going to go right back to where you are. So the BS that you see around the holidays is sort of, is sort of fixated on taking advantage of the fact that you don't want to do the work and taking advantage of the fact that you don't feel very good about who you are at this moment. You know, and what I like to, what I like to um, sort of posit uh, to clients, a question I like to have them ask themselves is, you know, what would I spend my money on uh, if I wasn't spending money based solely on my insecurities? You know, that's something to consider. And a lot of these things are praying to your insecurities. The intent matters. Um, I don't personally believe in situations where I promote fitness uh, against the backdrop of someone else's fears or insecurities. You know, you'll, you'll never catch me saying things like, uh, you know, you could have looked better in your swimsuit this summer. By the way, I'm enrolling clients, blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, diabetes is just around the corner if you don't change. Sugar's addictive. By the way, I'm enrolling clients. Well, like the intent matters. And I want people to approach wellness from a space of positivity, mm-hmm. self-love, gratitude for life, uh, the desire to be a better human than to approach it from a sense of fear. You know, um, you know, if, if I may quote uh, a, a sort of younger uh, Master Yoda, you know, much fear I sense in you path to the dark side that is uh so you know i, th- I think he says um um fearly fear leads to anger fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering yes <laughs> <laughs> don't be that fitness person right you don't, know fear don't anger the dark side. yeah i mean yoda was all wise like he, half of my training protocol comes from the teachings of master yoda uh in the jedi order let's just put that out there Sure, I can throw a good quote out there from time to time. I'm just basically plagiarizing the Jedi. Uh, I don't mind saying that here in front of in front of people. You know, the secret <laughs> catch out the bag. I don't have an original thought. It all comes from the Star Wars trilogy. Um, I can't but, say anything if you guys you can't see it if you're listening to audio. But I do have the child, or as I affectionately right. call him, the baby Yoda mug. Baby I'm Yoda. just as much of a nerd. I'm so, I'm not original either. So. so 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 Ansley's drinking from the same the same well that I am. Like yep. we're both intoxicated in the same nonsense. But <laughs> but no, in reality, you know you can't speed this up. It takes the amount of time it takes. You don't plant a seed and then yell at the acorn to grow into an oak. You water it, you let it get some sunlight. It grows on its own time. Um, we mistake patience for understanding. Uh, I've gotten away from asking clients to be patient uh, and gotten into asking them to be understanding. Mm-hmm. Look, if you're if you're on a if you're on an hour long flight from Charlotte to Atlanta, um, you know, and it's and it takes three hours, then you need to be patient. Something's happening outside of the norm. If you're on a twelve hour flight from you know Charlotte, North Carolina to Greece and it's taking 12 hours, you don't need to be patient for that. You should have had the understanding when you booked that ticket that this is how long the flight takes. And I right. think sometimes we, we interchange patient. Oh, we just got to be patient. Now, I, don't, I don't let my clients get away with that. We don't, we don't talk about patience. We talk about understanding the amount of time involved in the process. Uh, because when something's taking as long as it should, it doesn't require patience. It requires understanding. And if you can't come to that understanding, you're probably going to compromise your time by doing something batshit crazy uh, that's either going to blow your health up uh, or just waste your time. Like, I know people that have wasted 10 years before they hired me doing stuff that didn't work when they could have just taken one year back then 
and do stuff that did work and save themselves nine other years of, of wasting their life. Um, and, uh, you know, so thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I know it was excellent. It was a great TED Talk. Um, I feel really like honored that I got to record that TED Talk because it was like, it's now I'm just gonna start calling this whole podcast Ansley Talks and then people are gonna come <laughs> on and give their little, their little speech. Because um, it was, it was a hundred percent true. I mean, it was like, I'm just over here like nodding my little head like a bobblehead because I'm like, you yes, were. all you these were. things, all these things. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the, the beauty of the, I mean, like the coaching circle that I get to kind of be a part of. Um, because so many of us are, are, are drinking from the same tea, you know, the yeah. same well there. And it's just, it's super encouraging to get another perspective and to have somebody that's further on the journey, um, both personally and professionally, who gets to see a different group of people and work with a different group of women and see that these truths are still playing out no matter how diverse the population. Um, that's actually the entire premise of this podcast is to bring a global perspective to what I call integrative health and wellness, because it's yes. like looking for the truth. What's a global universal truth? What's all tying it together with a little bit of the, the sweet, spicy, salty sauce from everyone's unique individuality and yes. their, their unique stories um, and cultural differences, because I've gotten the privilege to interview people that are not from the States and right. um, not necessarily from Canada. And I hope to have more and to get their perspectives on that as well so many similarities and so many like nuanced differences that are really, really special as well. Um, but so a lot of this stuff is a, like a universal truth. There are things you just cannot speed up. Um, right. there's processes that shouldn't be sped up. I mean, you right. miss it, you know? Um, and I think Jonathan Goodman actually, he put, I think it was him, right. To put out something about, you can't hack the industry and right. why would you want to? I think that was an article put out recently. Um, and I saw that and I, I had two reactions at the exact same time and they were in complete opposition to each other. One was that makes perfect sense. I'm totally on board for that. And the other one was like, screw that. I want right. to hack the industry. Right. <laughs> so, right. It was immediate, like both. And I was like, Oh, the dichotomy here is ridiculous. That's an, um, an honest reaction, though. <laughs> that's a really honest, very, very honest reaction. It, yeah. And, and Jonathan Goodman doesn't know what he's talking about. Let's put that out there. I, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind exposing on his podcast. Sure, sure, he's written eleven books. Yada yada yada. I took some notes earlier today that was like eleven lines. Like it's no big deal. Uh, for the, for those of you that don't know, I'm teasing. I I actually I co-host a podcast with with the gentleman that she's talking about, who's pretty much an industry leader for us as coaches, uh, particularly from the business perspective. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some, somebody that we both follow, um, you know, but, you know, I give him all his ideas. <laughs> I bet, I bet. I mean, I'm his, I'm his ghost it's coming straight from Star Wars, obviously. Right, right. But, you know, it's gotta be. <laughs> We're both plagiarizing Master Yoda. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, oh, man. Um, that's so great. There's, there's so many things there. Um, I really like to make sure that I leave our listeners with with actionable advice. Obviously, we already yes. talked about it. I've pulled you in. Episode 100, you guys, whenever that happens, he's coming back for that. I'll I'm be gonna, here. I'm going to beg him to come back for a couple episodes before that, though, because yes. there's so many more topics to talk about. And he's hilarious. This is 100%. the most I've laughed on any interview so far. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to send you a nice certificate to print out and put somewhere, like, most laughs acquired during an interview. That's um, because of what's in your teacup. Uh, we talked about that off camera, but we, I, I, was, I was contractually obligated not to mention what's in her mug here. So I, I can't speak on it. I signed an NDA. 
Um, but let's just say it rhymes with Ren, if you know what I'm saying, and starts with a G <laughs> and ends with N. No, um, I don't have any of that pine needle stuff in my mug, but <laughs> I'm a whiskey girl. Um, so. <laughs> oh, but actually, you know, some Bailey's in a coffee. What I was going there you go. The truth comes out. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no. Um, my gosh. So if we were to think about all the things that we've covered today, if you had some actionable advice yes, um, for some for some women, I guess, in particular listening, that's yeah. who I work with exclusively, and that's who you work with primarily. Work yes. I'm not sure. Um, 100%. Only, yes. only women, only moms over 30. Only moms over 30. Um, actually, quick question about that. Yeah. How did you land on that in particular was that from your personal experience with your sister and your mom or was that just a yeah part part of it you know part of it was the age that i got into the industry because i was mm -hmm. you know approaching 40 when i got into the industry in the first place uh part of it was just so, sort of a natural progression of the things that i talked about on social media is sort of that uh, attracted that tribe now mm -hmm. i should say i was raised in a house with mostly women you know my, my mother and father divorced when i was five i have a great relationship with him uh, but they divorced when I was five. Um, my, my older brother was 18 when I was born. God oh, wow. bless my poor mother. She had one going into college and one going into the planet uh, at the same time. So he wasn't around. So I was in the house with my grandmother, my mother, and my sister. And all of those women were crazy. Just crazy, <laughs> crazy women. Like just batching, you know. So as a, as a young male, you're ping-ponging between you know, one person who is elderly and speaks her mind mm -hmm. frequently and freely, one person who's menopausal, you know, and one person, my older sister, who had the worst possible menstrual cycle you could ever experience as a young boy. Like, I knew oh. what the heating pad and the hot water bottle were, you know, at five, six, seven years old. And then, you know, and I, and I, I kept my own calendar. <laughs> You were tracking for her. You were like, so in tracking. two days, uh, you're gonna she, start experiencing your symptoms. <laughs> oh my god, she 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 was she she was a she was a vampire. <laughs> like she was a monster. And she's you know my sister was 13 when I was born. So you're talking about a you know, as I'm five, six, seven, eight, she's 18, 19, 20. It's God, my God. But in any case, I, I digress. Uh, this, these nightmares are going to wake me tonight. Recall oh, no, this. we've entered um, a trauma zone. We'll have to like right. We've, 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 we've entered a zone. So, so something about the way that I always articulated things online as far as my mm -hmm. content just sort of attracted that tribe. I didn't seek it out. So I switched from working with everybody to women only. Mm -hmm. And then as I noticed the particular situations that a lot of the people who asked me a lot of questions were in, it just sort of led to that point um the mom thing really was against the backdrop of what i went through with my mother just having the desire to make sure that no other because my mother had she had her initial stroke when i was in college mm -hmm. she didn't die until i was 39 but she was incapacitated for that what 17 18 years so i watched her have that immediate loss of her independence mm -hmm. for a long period of time because sometimes when we think about these health concerns we think of them being sort of acute and immediately right you know, you, you have a health condition and then you pass away or, you know, but we don't really think about the, you know, can you imagine being a super independent woman 
losing every shred of that independence and having to live that way for 17 or 18 years with your children helping you, helping you get dressed and et cetera, et cetera. So sort of out of a desire to not have other kids of varying ages have to deal with that issue. Um, other people's, you know, other people losing their sisters, like I lost mine or, you know, those type of things that really led me down that path. So that's sort of how I got there. And the over, over 30 things just sort of happened naturally by virtue of my age group, I think, the things that I talk about. Um, and I can't remember if that was the question, but, but that's, yes, yes, that's sort of how I got there. Yeah, uh, but I know I know you were leading us up some other bigger question. I <laughs> well, that was that was the first. Oh, the tips. You were, um, you were looking yes, for tips. Yes, the actionable tips. But I before we hop onto that um, to kind of wrap up today because you do have to go record another podcast soon, which is super cool. Um, I'm ready to like hear that one. Um, but it was just that actually makes me think about like you. So you actually get to see like the whole like life cycle from yes for for females like I mean from menstrual Absolutely. cycle which starts very early in that and and PMS symptoms. And yeah. then, you know, premenopausal, menopausal, postmenopausal. Yes. And then like, well, that, that's, that's the entire female like life cycle yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that makes you kind of a, a very unique expert in right. Like, right. That, and that's firsthand experience. So. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing for the folks that, for our colleagues that are listening, because I'm sure some of our colleagues are listening. That's mm -hmm. the importance of diving down into a niche, right? You know, it, when, when you're, when you're a man that knows the difference between the luteal phase of menstrual cycle and follicular phase, just yep. the fact that you know those two terms exist, it's, it differentiates you as a coach, you know, and, and, you know, and working through knowing the difference between perimenopause and menopause, the estrogenic effect, you know, the, the, the process of losing estrogen from your ovaries and it being diverted to, you know, adrenal glands and that diverts to body fat that's in, around the app. Like, so, so because of the fact that I'm very, very specific about who I coach, I'm able to dive into them to Ansley's point from, you know, and then, then I'm in pre and post, uh, uh, pre and post menopause, I mean, pre and post natal certification right now. So being able to dive in through all those different changes, um, it really helps you from a career standpoint, but it also helps the people that you're serving mm -hmm. because they know that you're their person and they know that, that they're your people. So that's one of the things that's helped me to be successful in, in this line of work is being sort of very specific uh, to, to who I work with. And to Ansley's point, again, it's so much more than just getting bikini ready, <laughs> right? Like it's so, so much more to it than that. Like your kids are screaming, your husband eats meat, you don't anymore. The kids want to, like, how do I manage that, Ren? Like, that's where the coaching happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get a workout from almost any place, you know, and you get varying levels of dietary intervention from a lot of different places, most bad, but that's a podcast for another time. Um, but but to, for somebody to be able to tell you, hey, you know, you're frazzled. You don't have anything cooked already. You've got a workout due. You've only got 15 minutes because something happened. When it, like, what can I do in 15 minutes? How can I feed this family tonight? What are my best options? Like, that's where change happens for people. Not in, okay, I want you to do three sets of the squats, you know, and we're going to do two sets of lunges. Like change doesn't happen there. That's part of it. Um, and that's why both Ansley and I are so down on these quick fix things because you don't learn any of that from a detox tea. Like it does, a detox tea doesn't help you figure out what to cook, when to cook, why, how to manage to get your workout in when your day has been stressed 
you're overly booked, you don't have time. Like, that's why you hire a coach for the coaching. You know, you don't hire the result. You hire to, uh, to, you hire to develop the skill that will guarantee your ability as a person to produce the results in your life that you want. Uh, that's an educator, uh, not a program. Um, and I got off on a tangent there. Just tear no, it's out perfect. Actually, about that. that was, I couldn't have asked for anything better because that's actually like, I've been, I, that's something I struggled to actually explain, um, which is why I have coaches myself to make me better right. coaches. Um, right, I have a right. coach, I have a therapist, I have a business coach. I have like yes. all these other things and like the surrounding people because I need coaching to make me better. Um, me too. so that's, that's something. And that's another thing. At little tangent, side tangent, sidebar for me. If you're looking for a coach and your coach doesn't have at least a coach, then you need to move on and find a different coach because coaches need coaches and great coaches need great coaches. So you're yeah. always looking for somebody to bring you up, five, like higher, better. 100, 100%. That's, so. that's such a good, <laughs> that's an actionable point for, for people out there who are going to probably hire a coach between now and February 1. Mm-hmm. You know, such a good point. Like your coach should be very open to coaching and should be receiving some coaching himself in some capacity, some capacity. Yeah, definitely. Great point. Um, sorry, you said that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, yes. Cause like, I know we both have coaches at different capacities and that's like what makes us better um, people, honestly, just better yeah. humans. It's not even, it, it does make you a better coach, but it makes me a better human. Um, mm-hmm. and that's when people ask about like PN2, I'm like, it made me a better human. Same. Um, I love that shirt, by the way. Yeah, definitely. So if you are a professional and you're out there listening, Precision Nutrition Level 2, 100%. Do that. Makes you a better human. Um, and a way better coach. <laughs> definitely. Oh, my gosh. The case um, studies. Wow. Right? The case studies alone. Um, they were the, bananas. The case studies are what pushed me into going completely women. Um, because yeah. every study I went, I was digging out things that were related to women's health. So yeah. um, that pushed me all the way into that. But uh, you said something that made me kind of bring back to the heart of, of what I believe in and what this, a lot of like the premises podcast. And I think honestly, the heartbeat of what you do as well is that it's, it is the coaching, it's the educating, um, but it's knowing, it's having that breadth and depth of knowledge about the people that you serve, that you come in and you're bringing all the pieces together, which is the word that I use often, which is integrative because yes. are you a trainer? Are you with this? And I'm like, I do all of those all things. Of because all of those pieces have to come together for it to really work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost kind of, you said skill a lot. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we should just start calling coaches skill builders instead. Right. Because that's basically what we're trying to do. It is. <laughs> um, it's just build talking. skills. Um, I know people use tools and toolbox often. I'll share this because maybe with your clients, you probably have a lot of different ways of explaining things. Um, I was trying to say tools and toolbox with this one particular client on a discovery call to explain the process of what we were going to do. And I could tell there was just, there was nothing here. It was like right. not connecting at all. And I was like, okay, so what about this? I'm like, you know how you have a closet, right? And you're supposed to have all the staples in your closet. Women need a little black dress. Yeah. They need a good suit. You got to have that one perfect fitting pair of jeans. Like, yes. you know, no matter what, you've got those staples in your closet and you're prepared for whatever you're prepared for a wedding, a funeral, a business interview, a date with friends, a date, whatever. It's in your closet, your staples are there. Everything else is cool, but you have your staples and you're always ready for whatever. We're going to build you 
your closet, your essentials yes. in your closet. We're going to get you a little black dress. We're going to get you the black pumps. We're going to get you your sink. Like, sure. All the things, you know, and it was all of a sudden the lights went on and she was like, oh, and I was like, yes. Right. So however right. you have to think of what those skills are works. Like I use tools and toolbox often. I don't even know why necessarily. I'm not a builder. I know the difference between like a Phillips and a flathead screwdriver, but right. I don't really know how to fix anything. So that's not, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm using that. Um, I, like I know the difference. I could identify all of the tools for you, but I right, could right. not actually fix anything for you. Um, so that unfortunately. That's such a great reference. Uh, yeah. You know, so I was like, how quick, are you guys thinking about that? Quick backstory. I, I, I worked my way through college in retail. I was actually a, a manager at Nine West. Uh, to, to, to further my involvement with the target market that I work with. And I sold, I sold women's clothing for, for years, too, as a, as a retail manager. Uh, so I'm, I'm down with the staples, man. Uh, you, you're speaking my language there. See, you got it. So if you guys need a clothing advice, just message Ren. He, got, he has you. He Funny you should you. say that. I will have coaches that will send me outfits all the time. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not making that up, man. I've, I've got friends in the industry. They'll send me a picture of an outfit, and they'll say, which shoes? I'm not making that up at all. That's it. I'm adding you to my list because that's how I shop. I go shop, I try stuff on, and then I send photos to like this really select panel of friends. Send them to me. I'm, I'm down for it, man. I'm, I'm down for it. My, and, you know, I'm, whatever, whatever. All, all my, that's why all my exes still love me. Oh, see. Uh, yeah, because I, I provide sound advice, uh, not only for fitness, but for, for fashion as well. <laughs> winning hearts and minds winning hearts and minds that's it we're gonna nominate you for all of all of the nominations people. for running um for next time so you're gonna yeah yeah the, the what is it the fitness industries uh fashion fashion yeah coach? yeah that's, that's, fashion that's exactly coach. what i am i'm the fat it's 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 all integrative answer. it is it's integrative <laughs> perfect see i was listening you were you were you have it he's down he's a good listener he is he's a great listener. and as as your intention was to be the uh i think you said the easiest and one of the funniest or the funniest that's what i said, I said this, this is going to be the easiest interview you ever do there you go um, definitely across the board um <laughs> oh but if you if you want me to did you do you want me to drop a few few quick tips um, i think you should i think i don't know what you're okay I think you um, should drop them. Drop them and, like dimes for people. And, and, and is this, this in regards to just overall wellness or, or changing your health or, or sort of like around that New Year's corner of becoming a healthier person, that, that sort of thing? I feel like even, even New Year's can, be, can really be timeless, timeless, actionable information. Okay, but I think we probably will be in that kind of January timeframe when this launches. Okay. So maybe, okay. maybe some good actionable advice for people there. They can take that with them. All right. Uh, so, so tip number one, I'll go with exercise. Um, exercise wise, you may be, when you first start, you may be, and, and this probably more specifically to my target market, the 30 and up, uh, mm -hmm. but exercise wise, you're probably going to be prone to throw a lot of exercise at your body. Um, it can be counterproductive. Um, you know, typically when I'm starting with a new client, we do about three days per week, a total body workout. And we rest on the in-between days. And when I say rest, you can do things like yoga or cycling or things like that if you want to. Um, and the reason for that is early on, almost anything will promote a change. You're coming from a sedentary mindset. You've been, you've been couch surfing for the last several months. Pretty much anything you do will promote a change. But there is something called the minimum effective dose. 
my good friend Molly Galbraith over at Girls Gone Strong, they have a great article about the minimum effective dose. Go check it out. But long story short, if you have a headache and 200 milligrams of aspirin will cure it, there's no reason to take 1,000. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of what the minimum effective dose means. So doing a minimally effective amount of exercise gives you somewhere to go later when your body gets more accustomed to the workout. So don't feel like you have to come out of the gate with five or five to seven days of intense training and two a days and doing a hit session and then a cardio session later that day. Um, unless there are some NFL scouts uh, that are looking to, you know, bring you onto the team, probably not necessary. So that's number one. Number two, in regards to nutrition, uh, addition is much more powerful than subtraction. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we start out nutritionally, we want to make a change. We develop a laundry list, a CVS receipts list <laughs> of, of things, of things that you're, yeah, what's with CVS anyway? Like, I don't know, what's with their receipts? Or like, <laughs> That personal vendetta against trees, CVS. Uh, that's a, that could be another podcast. But we come up with a laundry list of don'ts, right? Ansley talked about the uh, the evil, uh, the evil addictive sugar. Oh, you're gonna be a sugar junkie, you know, out on out on the corner, you know, selling your body for sugar products. Um, please. So so we start out with a laundry list of things that we don't want to have. I can't the can'ts. I can't mm-hmm. have this. Can't have that. Can't have that. Um, all of psychology tells us that that's the exact opposite of what you should do. You can't unfocus on a thing. Restriction only ever leads to binging usually. So you try to cut out all these things out of your life and you and invariably you end up binging on them. Addition is much, much better. Add an apple into whatever you eat today. You know, you wake up, you have McDonald's, you have pizza for lunch, you have Taco Bell for dinner, add an apple that day, you know, add a glass of water to your, to your drinking over the weekend. Um, you know, adding things that are positive and congruent with your goals, eventually what it does is it crowds out the things that are incongruent with your goals and you never feel the sort of the pains of restriction. So addition is a better nutritional option. And I, I know this is how Ansley rolls because we're both certified through the same nutrition company, Precision Nutrition. So this, this is foundationally how we were taught to advise people for nutrition. And then the third thing is grace over discipline right? Stop beating the crap out of yourself. Like, why so angry, bro? Like, get off the hate train, Hitler. Like, don't, don't hate yourself through this process. You're going to do stuff. You know, perfectionism is really rooted in the last perceived error that you made. The last thing that you did that you felt like was wrong, that will lead you down the path of perfectionist mindset. Consistency is sort of fixed. The idea of being consistent, consistency, sort of really fixated on your next possible decision. You immediately fall away from what you did. You, you, you give yourself grace for it. I did what I knew to do at the time based on the situation and circumstances. Here, I've got another decision at lunch. You know, because I, I, I ate candy bars for breakfast, two of them. I can let that go, give myself grace, and now what's my next choice? How can I make a better choice for lunch? That methodology you know, of uh, thinking about what your next available option is, what's the next choice you have and making the best choice. That's the pathway to consistency, you know, beating yourself up for the last thing that you did, or heaven forbid your coach beating you up for the last thing you did, which is a no, no run far from that coach as you possibly can. Yep. Them beating you up for what you did. That's the pathway to a perfectionist mindset. Discipline will not get you to where you want to go. 
typically not in that form anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so allow yourself some grace. Uh, so those would be my sort of three actionable tips for people that are going into a, uh, a new year process or just starting in general. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I was kind of sort of making that up as I was going along. <laughs> I mean, oh, Ansley sorry. bought it, it was, so it was you guys should buy this. Lay there, and I was like, "Wait, is he done?" And then I was like, "Oops, yeah. sorry." <laughs> it, seemed, it, seemed, it seemed it seemed like it made sense when I said it. I I can't remember what I said again, as I'm lying through my teeth about my profession. I'm not sure what I say, but now I'll listen to it when it comes out. I was like, "You're gonna listen to it back and go, oh yeah. damn, that was good.' Yeah, yeah if it, if it sounds good, it's cool. If it doesn't, I'll just block Ansley from all my social media. You know, I'll be done with it. Either I win either way. You know. So I'm, I'm good either way. Uh, hope, hope that, hope that's helpful, Ansley. Uh, you're welcome, I guess. Yes. I you're welcome was good. Um, you will yeah. listen back and go, Oh damn, that was good. I, I okay, really sweet. am good off the fly. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. I blanked um, out there in the middle. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Um, sweet. man, what are you drinking in your cup? Uh, I, it was I, a clear I, cup too. Yeah, so I was like, what was that like vodka? Like, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's a non-essential drink of choice. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's brave, y'all. He's got a clear cup. Mine's in a mug. Like, you can't see that thing, but he's over here like a clear teacup. Like, mind your business. So, okay. Oh, um, man. Goodness gracious. I oh, feel attacked. Such a, hey, hey, I had gin in my mug, apparently. <laughs> I didn't drink gin. Um, <laughs> so, Hilarious. Um, as you guys can tell, actually, I have one more question and we'll wrap it up for today uh, because we both have made jokes clearly about uh, what we're drinking in our mugs. And I honestly, I have no idea what's in his mug for real. Mine's actually right. orange tea today yeah. for now. Um, but obviously we both drink alcohol and I know that it might air a little bit after the holidays, but that's, I know it's a big, actually New Year's resolution I see a lot, which is like cut out all alcohol yeah. or, or don't drink except maybe once a weekend or something like that right, and right. obviously we can discuss um alcohol and how it moves you closer or further away from your goals but just as a as an easy answer for now because that again that's one of those like could be a whole other podcast type thing could be um your take on alcohol yes no maybe sometimes it depends how does that fit into people's like new years and going forward so uh, that's such a good question i'm a lightweight for personally um so so not a not a not a lot for me <laughs> however um I, I sort of pair alcohol i'll start with an analogy that i use for the scale because some people some people me measure their progress on the scale i'm not big on it personally i don't tell people not to do it um but what i do tell people about the scale is i tell them to treat it like alcohol um there's nothing wrong with it but if you can't handle it it's probably best to stay away from it that's how I feel about measuring yourself on the scale repeatedly. That's sort of how I feel about alcohol. There, alcohol will compromise your progress if your progress is built around sort of fat loss protocol, only because what alcohol breaks down to, some fancy term called acetyl-CoA, um, what, it, what it breaks down to, your body doesn't like to use it for energy, uh, but, it, but it can't store it. So your body has to use it for energy anyway which means that your body won't use the body fat for energy that it could be using until it's processed through all of it. So long story short, if you're drinking it repeatedly, your body is repeatedly not able to use any body fat for energy. So it can compromise your ability to lose fat. You know, the social aspect of it 
uh, notwithstanding, like you're getting in bar fights and stuff like that, you probably want to hold off. You know, if, if you've, if you've hit a family member or a stranger recently after having several drinks, maybe lay off a little bit for women who are in my age grade, age group, uh, perimenopausal, postmenopausal, et cetera. Um, it will compromise your ability to lose fat. Also, it will compromise your overall health. And it could be one of the contributing factors that that civilized glass of wine that you have at night, ladies, because we're in our forties and we're very demure at this point, you know, have a nice glass of Chardonnay in the evening. Uh, it can compromise your, your sleep, your ability to sleep, mm -hmm. um, because, uh, because of how it can affect, um, how it can affect hormonal balance. So if you're having an issue sleeping ladies and you're in that perimenopause, menopausal state, you know, you've got the hot flashes, the night sweats, um, what I would advise is maybe reduce your amount of alcohol consumption for about a month. See if that helps out. Uh, but generally speaking, not 100% bad, not 100% good. It's situational, um, you know, and, uh, and, and monitor with the, with that, with those caveats in mind. Uh, and in, like Ansley said, like this, this could legit be an hour podcast. Right. <laughs> for real. So, you know, but other than that, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Um, I love this, it. This is, this is basically what my answer is. Um, I hope love I it. hope that's helpful. And that was that was perfect. Thank you. Um, that was the the most actionable like truth bomb like how alcohol like in the concise you know like minute yeah. and a half like super fast. So the, qu um, the quick and dirty. The quick and dirty. Yeah, you guys. This podcast has been absolutely freaking filled with hilarious like laughter and funny like everything. And I. If you get to watch the video, whatever, I, I put that out there. It's even better, I promise. But the audio is amazing as well. Um, you guys got exposed to Star Wars. If you have not been exposed to Star Wars, get on board. Um, get on board. Get on board. Start with the original, me. you know, four, five, six, and then move on from there. I'm a purist a little bit at that. Um, but you can move out into the saga after that. So there's that. Um, you can follow Ren. Um, and all of his great spilling the tea and other truth bombs and excellent information out there. He's pretty much everywhere. You can find him on the internet, I promise. Um, he is at Fitness Jones Training on Instagram. That'll be linked in the show notes. And he also has the same named website, fitnessjonestraining.com. He has a podcast of his own that he is actually about to go run off and record another yeah. episode with Jonathan and Carolina. Um, and you can find that where? Uh, everywhere. Um, everywhere. Um, um, what's the thing? Spotify, iTunes, Spotify? the, the online trainer show. Online trainer show. And that's awesome as well. Cause they, all three of them are incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have him back to talk about more things. He's been absolutely amazing. Um, any final words? Cause you've given some super great advice and just talked about a lot of great things today. And I just thank you so much for coming on and being a part of this today. Yeah. Um, final words for the audience. Any last, any last notes? Yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks so much for having me. Super awesome. Definitely coming back, no question. Um, and uh, and I, I'll, I'll end with uh, I'll end with the phrase that I usually end all of my social media posts and content with. Uh, let's keep it simple. Ooh, I love that. That's great. That's a that should wow. That's a great tagline. Has that been trademarked? Is that you? Let's keep no, it simple. It hasn't been trademarked to me, but it's a, it's on it's on almost every post that I do and almost every video is how I end it because um, I just like the. Because it just makes sense. It does. It just, it just, just makes sense. good sense. <laughs> that is such a great sign off. All right. Well, you guys, you heard it from the man himself, Ren Jones, Fitness Jones. Uh, let's keep it simple. And 
I wish you all lots of light and love on your wellness journey. And until next time, this has been What in the Wellness. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening today. If you're interested in being a sponsor or a patron of this podcast to help us develop more resources and get more exciting things out into the world about the global perspective on integrative wellness and health, please feel free to reach out via email or message. And I look forward to seeing you and the new subscribers that you're going to bring to the podcast as we go along on this journey. Thank you so much for being here and I wish you all the best and light and love as you continue throughout your day today.